like Martin Sheen? I love Marty Sheen. Uh, I like his kids, uh, Emilio and Tra uh, Charlie. Uh, Tiger Blood. Would you ever want to watch? Right. Would you ever want to watch a movie with uh, Martin's brother in it? I'd be down. Well, you did. Ooh. Hey guys, it's your favorite final girl, Emily, and uh, your favorite new uh, boy, uh, Nick, coming at you with a, a new episode of Gag Me With a Knife, a weekly podcast where we dissect, uh, disembowel, and shred the best and worst slasher movies. Uh, this week, we'll be uh, covering 1988's Fatal Pulse. As always, Emily's uh, got an original VHS box set back. So it's, it's the cassette back of the box. <laughs> I'm going to read it. Okay. Let's see what it says. <laughs> First, there were 10 little sorority girls. Then there was one. Already am not true. Who's responsible for the horrific murders of beautiful young co-eds? Circumstantial evidence points to Jeff, a handsome teaching assistant who's dating Lisa. But it might be Ernie, the tormented Vietnam war vet who owns the sorority house. Or could it be someone else? In shock and disbelief, Lisa watches as the nude bodies of her sorority sisters are found by the police, one by one by one. One girl is cut up and pushed out a window. Another is sadistically tortured, and yet a third is suffocated by a concrete facial. When will this madness end, and what sadistic killer is behind it? 1988, your thoughts. When will it end? Uh, no, I, I, I thought it was okay. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it for all of its... I mean, it wasn't good. It's not a good movie, but I did enjoy it. Um, it's ridiculous. Uh, the acting, uh, especially by the lead character, is horrific. Oh, the... the uh, what is it? Laurent Scott Bea? No, that's his friend Mark, who you're going to call Moose. Uh, Moose? No, from, like Je Moose. from Jeff, the main character. He's yeah, yeah so he's the Laurent Scott Bea. Oh, you think that's Laurent? I mean, his hair is impeccable. Well, there's already a low, low rent Scott Bayo and like Evil a, Laugh. That Warren Zavon song, Werewolves in London, his hair was perfect. <laughs> uh, in Evil Laugh, Scott Bayo's brother is in that, and he is a low rent Scott Bayo. So, um, this movie, though, Fatal Pulse, came out in 1988, so it's at the tail end of. Um, Slashers being at all popular. Till into the 80s. Yeah. Um, so we start out, uh, for one, it's brought to you by Great Entertainment Group. You got, you got cough drops over there? Yeah. Can I get one? Yeah. I'm not coughing, but I like them. False advertising, by the way, with Great Entertainment Group. Um so we start out with um, this scene, and we see who we know find out later is the main character Jeff, and he's leaving this girl in. She's in like a nighty. And oh yeah, yeah. Th she's throwing herself at him. It looks and, like it, it look, look, looks like it's after a party too. Yeah, or something. And well, the, the place is wrecked unless she's just a trashy chick. Well, it's the sorority house, so may, I mean, it's a sorority house, so maybe they're just. I, I, you know. I, never, I never got that. I never went to college. Yeah, that's why I'm doing this podcast. Well, I'm figuring, <laughs> I'm figuring like a sorority house wouldn't be that clean all the time. But anyway, um, you see some quote unquote punk guy standing outside and 
Anyway, she, he doesn't, Jeff doesn't want anything to do with this girl. Talk about the, the, the mulleted punk guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Jeff doesn't want anything to do with this girl, so he leaves, and she's like, oh, fuck you then, blah, 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 and then she starts drinking, and. Well, she, she carries the bottle downstairs, she's been drinking. Yeah, and. She's one of them. Then there's a knock at the door, and at first, I guess you would think it's Brad, the, well, you don't know his name yet, the punk guy that's standing outside, but what well, doesn't he give him some shit about like uh how he's he was bad to that girl that's later you okay. don't see them they they don't jeff doesn't know brad was there um but anyway so i guess you, you're supposed to think that it's you're chewing very hard on that oh, um content so you think that I guess it's the punk guy that there's a knock on the door and then you just see these black gloves come in the door and they strangle the girl uh, or he chases her up the stairs into her bedroom and then he takes off her bra and he strangles her with her bra. Protégé. Then you then you cut to the title sequence. So that's like one of the first shitty slasher movies I think I've watched recently. Well, where even you have in the titles, we were, we were watching it, and uh, there's a it's like a stripper name or something. But there's somebody in the titles and the Kitty. credits. Kitty. Yeah. It's just Kitty. Um, I don't think I have name. any. Give it up for Kitty. Informa- no, I don't have any information Next about up, her. Next up, Misty. Um, so after the title sequence, Jeff and his dumb friend, who we find out his name is Mark, and um, Moose, Nick is going to call him Moose. They're talking about Je- um, Jeff and his friend having a falling out because Jeff um, stole his friend, not Mark, another friend. Uh, and also a lot of bad acting from Jeff over onto some mediocre Just acting all... from uh, Moose. Uh, Moose acts okay. Uh, yeah, Moose Terrible. Is terrible. Yeah, yeah. Je- Jeff is a wooden, like just wooden the whole time. Absolutely. So, um, Mark is like, well, why is your friend, which we don't know who the, the friend is right now, but he's like, why is your friend mad about Lisa? Because y'all broke up. Um, apparently Jeff had stolen this guy's girlfriend, but they had broken up. But then Jeff says that he wants her back. Apparently, at this point, also, they're in the professor's office because Jeff works at the professor's office. So, And this this professor uh, smokes the – he only smokes the short end, cigars. Yeah, the he end like of the cigar. He, the cigar like an inch before it's ended, and that's all he smokes. Yeah, he just chews away. And he loves smoky away. chess games. Yeah. So, the professor walks in, and Mark's like, that's my cue to leave. Um, and the professor is basically just like, you have to uh, grade another exam. And Jeff's like, oh, my God. Got another exam. That's basically that's how he talks. The worst acting ever. So after that, we find a girl, uh, or we see that a girl finds the girl with the bra around her neck dead, and her name was Stephanie. So the girl finds Steph. some girl in this sorority house finds Stephanie dead, and then it cuts back to the, this chess game. And at first, it looks like it could be the killer because it looks like black gloves, but then it's not. It's just Jeff and the professor playing chess. And well, while they're playing chess too, like they got the blinds uh, like closed and it looks and, and there's like uh, sundown right so it looks like a like they're talking about like the Vietnam War or something yeah it, it looks real weird so Jeff asks the professor if he's ever been married and it takes the professor about 
30 seconds. It's a really long time. 30 seconds to a minute to answer him. And he doesn't say yes or no. He just says he that he could see the world through her eyes. And then it went bad or something like that. You can't really tell what he's saying. But it's like some uh, idiot uh, waxing uh, poetic over something that uh, he can't answer, even though there, there's no script written for it. And also on top of that, he could have that, just said yes or no. Effects of fro- uh, those are the side effects of smoking short cigars. He could have just said yes or no also. Yes, I've been married. No, I haven't. But or, okay. Or he could have let off with that and said uh, yes or no. And then, and like, then t- said told, the other yeah. stuff. Yeah. No. He sits there uncomfortably long. And then um, he just says checkmate and that seeds over. So now we're at the campus and it's this dumb music playing, which I kind of liked. Um, and it goes on for quite a while showing just different people around the campus that are way too old to be going to college. Well, I mean, okay, that's that, that's not to say that older people can't go to college, but like, you know, the, don't do it. Older people. The, uh, the biggest, it's showing the population of kids like sitting in the quad and well, they they're like, make fun of you. They're yeah, They're not young. So, um, never, never seek higher education. <laughs> I did. Well, I guess look where but, it got but me. But you aren't old. That's true. Um, and do it it didn't really get me anywhere. But um, Jeff, so Jeff runs into Lisa, his ex, and he's he says, "Oh yeah, bangs." He goes, "Why don't you give me a break?" And she says it just like yeah. that too. And then she says, "Well, I'm going to the library." So now we're in the library, dude. If you lose a chick to the library, you are done. Well, he goes with her. She, I mean, there's nothing wrong with saying, reading, and I'm all for, I'm all for it and everything. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a huge supporter of that. But if uh, if a chick's telling you she's going to the library, nah, dude, she's gonna go fuck Todd. <laughs> well, he goes with her. She's inviting him to go to the library with her. Oh, so they're ooh, so, so they're in the library talking. He's he wants her back, and then the punk from the beginning of the movie his name is mulleted punk his name is brad and brad is actually the ex-friend of jeff that they were talking about earlier brad is actually a huge fan of rod stewart yes he looks like that so he comes in he comes into the library and he wants to take lisa to a party but she can't go and he assumes it's because uh he's like well i thought that y'all were broken up and she's like no i'm just gonna be in the lab that's why I can't go with you. And listen, I just stopped fucking him for a minute. Um, I'm going to be down in the lab. Um, don't get in a fight with him. Yeah, but then they start arguing. Jeff and Brad start arguing. Of course. And then Lisa's like, didn't you used to be friends? Didn't you stay like a couple of girls? Yeah. But Brad tells Jeff, somebody killed your girlfriend, Stephanie. Which is funny that he says it at this point because Lisa doesn't really have a reaction at this point. But later on when he says it again to Lisa, then she has a huge problem with it. Yeah, but it seems whatever. like it doesn't like, have any impact at very, no. be- uh, very early on. So and, when you, they know, hear- uh, you know, that's his ex-girlfriend, you know? So fuck when Lisa and we, Jeff, we barely knew her. When Lisa and Jeff hear this, they run to the sorority house because Lisa is part of the sorority. So the police are there, and they say it looks like a rape murder because there was uh, some kind of sexual activity going on at some point during the night. Got to be with some her. semen there. So Jeff and Lisa show up, and Jeff asks who did this, and they ask who he is, and he goes Jeff Kramer, and then he just runs away. And they yeah. let him. No, no, that was the craziest thing about it. It's like the dude just runs away, and the, the FBI, I guess, or isn't, it's uh, just the police. I mean, but they're I mean, detectives; they're plainclothes yeah. cops. So they're a little 
little bit higher up than beat cops or whatever. And he just runs away and they're like, oh yeah. And then they start questioning his girlfriend. It's yeah. Like, they're like, what's your name? And then the scene cuts. Uh, and I'm like, why didn't you go I, chase I, after this guy that ran when you asked what his name was? I didn't know was. that shit worked. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, uh, then it cuts to this girl. Her name's Cass and she's dancing for a really long time. A really long time. Yeah, yeah. Hold me closer, tiny dancer. And this other girl... She, she's doing a pirouette of tears for no one. Yeah. And this other lady, and I think it's... She's a little bit older, and I never figured out her name, but I think she's like the mother of the house. She doesn't look that much older. No, but you don't have to be that much older, but she does look older mm. than them. So she walks in, and she like just watches her for a minute, and when she when Cass is done, she's like, that was she beautiful. She watches her for a little too long. Yeah. She's like, that was beautiful. Are you all right? Is it Stephanie? Well, no shit. That's why she's upset. Well, yes, one, it's because of Stephanie. One character is mourning for a death in this movie. Yeah, she's the only one. Yeah. Cass is the yeah, only yeah. one that acts upset. Absolutely. So then, in the next scene, we have Carol who's working out in her bedroom, but she's yelling at Karen, who originally I thought it was Cameron. She's K- Karen is in the bathroom. <clears throat> Well, with a recent turn of events, let's just go with Cameron. Yeah, I mean, well, later it'll say Karen. But, I hate that stuff. But Carol's yelling, like, are you ever going to be out of there? Are you going to take all day? Like, I need to ta- I need to be in the bathroom. Like an an hour Cameron. and a half is enough. And so, and then Karen goes, what's eating you? Well, probably the murder, but anyway, not, the girl... Not Lawrence Scott Rebeo. So, the, uh, Car- Carol says she's upset because a girl was just killed at their house. Okay. And then we also see a man watching who ends up being... Uh, well, we don't know that yet. Save that yeah. for later. Okay. Save There's that a man later. watching her get dressed because she decides I'll just there's for, a, I'll there's forego a guy the shower. at the window for some reason. Uh, and for, Okay. This is weird. We're going we're gonna to uncover him, un- unsheathe him later. Uh, but also, like, this is the only kind of bad thing that he does in the movie. And this is at the point where we did start saying, that looks like Charlie Sheen. When you're rooting for the peeping Tom. No, uh, we kept saying he looked like Emilio Estevez. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this, like, it's, yeah. So we started, like, yeah, like, like Martin Sheen or Emilio. So yeah. I started, we, we started calling him Harold Sheen for a while. But anyway, okay, so. Harry Sheen. Carol gets dressed, and then she goes down to the kitchen, and Cass and some other girl is in the kitchen, and they ask Carol if she wants to go out with them, but Carol says she has to leave because she's um, making an album. She's a musician, and she has to go to the studio. And then we see that the weird guy that was outside is now inside. And so I, so at this point, I'm starting to think, okay, this is like the groundskeeper or the handyman around the house, whatever. It's a cheap plot device, but it works. And he's definitely not the killer because that's too obvious. Well, I mean, he is like, that was my thought process. He can't be the killer. He's too obvious. He could have been. So the next scene, Lisa's reading and Jeff walks up to talk to her and Lisa goes, you want to see me again? Like you wanted to see Stephanie again? Typical. And then he's like, we broke up. And she was like, I didn't say that I wanted to break up. I just wanted to slow it down. I need some space. So then it cuts after that to. I thought you would change. To Harold Sheen, the guy from the outside and Harry inside. Sheen. The, yeah. Um, now, yeah, that's not his name. But, um, 
he's in his room, which is in the sorority house, and he's having these weird Vietnam flashbacks, and he's rubbing, like, he has this, like, boo rattly looking soap doll that's dressed up like a, like a Vietnam soldier, and he's, like, yeah. rubbing it. <clears throat> and at this point, I was like, he this... He was in the shit. And I, then I was like, this really looks like he's related to the Sheen Estevez group, so I no, looked he, it up. He was born on the 4th of July, man. So I looked it up, and his name is Joe Estevez, and he is the brother of Martin Sheen. So I was like, it, okay, it, that it makes It was sense. A, a revelation that uh, we, we were yelling at the screen that it looked like a, an Estevez or a Sheen. Yeah. And uh, it happened to be. Yeah. So then it cuts to Carol, who is at the studio, and she's, like, going through some albums. And then we see just the uh, every time the killer walks in, it's just the gloves. So we really just see the gloves walk in, and she goes, "What are you doing here?" So at this point, it's pretty clear that it's somebody that sh- that she knows, the, the way she says it. But uh, that'll we'll figure uh, that out. She later. looks like she, she for a second she looks like she's kind of into it. Well, no, I didn't think that. She, I thought for, she was for, like for, I thought she was like, "What are you doing here?" So she might just be a bad bad actor. Well, I think that's also true, but But, uh, she she doesn't really look like she's uh, dreading it until the very end. So the killer grabs the record that's on the record player or the LP and slices her throat with it. Not possible. I've tried. Uh, But it was, uh, it was a cool little gore effect and it had a cool, like when she falls and it shows her throat. It was, it was good. It was a great, it was good makeup. Yeah. Yeah. But I have uh, tried, I I accidentally uh, stepped on a, the Elvis Costello's third album, um, the Armed Forces or whatever the fuck it's called, and I, I tried to like hurt somebody with that, and it just didn't work. It just made him mad. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't own an Elvis Costello album. I so. stalked him for weeks, and uh, yeah, it just made him mad. So um, after that, Lisa is at her the AOK. That's um, Alpha. Omega Kappa, Alpha I guess. A-OK. House. It's her the sorority house. She's reading again Edgar we'll, Allan Poe. You will be birthing the uh, the leaders of tomorrow that will fire you. Well, this is women, so it's a little bit different. But I um, know exactly. Yeah. Only so, only women birth. So Jeff shows up at the sorority house. Also, by the way, at this point, I'm like, why are these girls still living in this house? Because this is a crime scene. Because that girl died there. But uh, whatever, they're still all living there. So Jeff shows up. Well, yeah. There's two women who have been killed there in a week. No, not only only Stephanie. Carol wasn't killed at the at the. Oh, okay. But okay, so that's so, a little bit later. Jeff tells Jeff walks in and he tells her Carol is dead. How he found out, I don't know. But um, did you date Carol too? Yeah. So Joe Sheen, his name is okay. He is he owns the house. He's the groundskeeper and the handyman, and he owns the house. It was inherited. He and he lives in the house. And his name is Ernie with a bunch of girls. Yeah, his name's Ernie. I don't know why. This is the weirdest sorority. Well, I don't, I've never been in a sorority. I've never been in a frat, but I don't understand any of this. I don't know. But Ernie looks at them and then Lisa says she thinks it's a serial killer. And Jeff's like, I want you to come like stay with me and not be at this house because of all these deaths. First mistake, bro. Yeah. she, But she won't. So then the next <laughs> scene, Ernie uh, Joe, Joe Estevez is yeah. taking out the trash. Jeff comes up and then Ernie's like, keep away. And Jeff, is, Jeff goes, two girls have been murdered. And he goes, I know. 
that Jeff is like, well, it's your house. And it's like, so Ernie says, I inherited this house and the girls, and I'm not responsible for anyone ever again. That's, that's the way to look at women. What? <laughs> I'm not responsible for anyone ever again. No, yeah. That's so, the way to look at women. That's, that's, how, that's how the U.S. government looks at women. Mm-hmm. Jewess yep. divest. That's true. Uh, so then we cut Senator to this. Senator Jewess divest. This, uh, this, uh, look, it looks like, you know, a Summer's Eve commercial or maybe like the opening to an 80s sitcom. And it's this stupid music. And Jeff and Lisa are bicycling around. And this song is playing. And that's when uh, she wins the race. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and, oh, yeah, whenever they're biking? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like, Lally, 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 look, we're racing now, we're racing now. And then, like, oh, yeah, oh, wow, decide where the finish line is. <laughs> and then they're yeah, like. Yeah, 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 she stops, she's like, I beat you. Yeah, I, think, yeah. Uh, I decide where the finish line and, is. And, no, he's a, he's a fucking more dog, that, or, He's a horn dog moron, too, because he's like, oh, yeah, 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 you decide where the finish line is. Yeah, let's go in and fuck. Yeah, so there are a little more shenanigans outside where they're just like, you know, playing around. And then they run into the sorority house. And wouldn't you? Into uh, and her room. And they start That's kissing. That's the only way to enter. And then they have sex. Uh, yep. And I then, decided where the fish line is. You finished. I beat you. I guess he decided where that fish line right was. Up, um, so she wakes up the next morning and Jeff is gone, but he's left a note and origami. Guys never do this. He leaves a note that's like, you're the most beautiful girl in the world. I love you. And he leaves origami with it. Yeah, yeah. See, like, I'm single, but still never do this, man. So then we cut to Cassie. Or, uh, sorry, not Cassie. Her name's Cass. She's, like, looking out the window. It's, like, raining. And she's holding her cat still. Storm. And Lisa walks in and she's like, what's wrong? I, every time they always ask Cass, what's wrong? What's up with you? Well, I don't know. Maybe that our friends are being murdered. But anyway, so Lisa says, what's wrong? But this time it's not because of the murders. She says that she got in a fight with her mom because her mom wants her to move home and they argued. Um, so that scene really has nothing to do with anything. And then the next scene, Jeff is knocking on the door of his friend's room. And this is Mark, a.k.a. Moose. And he like Moose. sliding. There's newspaper everywhere on the ground, and he's like sliding because he doesn't want to walk. I guess he's really hungover, and he's like uh, sliding. Moose is drunk as shit. He's sliding his way to the door, and he finally gets it open. And Jeff is Jeff goes, Mark, I need your help. And Mark responds, I need organ transplants. <laughs> It's a good line. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's an honest line because also it's a it's a reaffirming thing because Moose has never been a liar in this movie. He has been a mm-hmm. party animal, and it, he is a party animal. Jeff doesn't have any friends that are worth a fuck. And every time Mark is shown in this movie, by the way, there's this sort of sound effect that comes in. It's like boing every time he's in the scene. So um, Jeff asks Mark where the murder happened. I don't know why Mark knew. But he did. And so he's like, he wants him to take him. And they get there. And Mark is like, what the fuck are we looking for? Fuck, fuck, fuck. He keeps saying fuck. And Jeff is like, well, I'm looking for something. And I need proof that someone was there. Well, he's like, well, it's all over the place. Clearly someone was here. He's like, but he needs something specific because he's try- he thinks it's Ernie. So he's trying to find something specific for, you know, to put evidence on Ernie. And then he yells at Mark for saying fuck too much. So, Never yell at Moose. 
Um, and the Mo- next Moose is your only friend. I know. And then the next scene, Ernie is putting a pic, a picture, a painting of Jesus on the. It's the mother of the house, uh, the sorority house. It's on her wall. She comes out of the bathroom with her towel on. And she's like, thanks for putting it up. And then he leaves. She goes back into the bathroom to take a bath. And she's doing that for a while. It's a little tedious. And then finally we see the black gloves and the bathroom door slowly opening. She doesn't notice. And then the black gloves strangle and drown her. So that's the end of her. Sexy shower. Sexy swimming hole. Yeah. Then we see uh, the Jeff. BDSM uh, spa. Yeah. I mean, she put salt and everything in that. It was a spa time for her. (laughs) Jeff. So next, Jeff is telling Lisa that maybe she should go home or move in with him again. Um, (laughs) And she's like, no, I'm staying in my house where all these people are getting murdered. And Hell he's like, yeah. and so he goes, well, let's face this head on. And she's like, okay. Let's get murdered. And she, he's like, I think it's Ernie. And then Mark walks in. And when Mark walks in, Lisa leaves. Jeff, but so, or she's about to leave because she's going to the library. Jeff tells her to wait till he gets off work to go home. And she says, okay. And then Jeff asks Mark to go with Lisa to the library. And at first, Mark says he can't because Green Acres is on. But I like that a lot. Me too. And Green he, and, Acres is a place to be. And he does end up doing, you know, talking about a spinoff of it no, later. I, but, I, I think that's awesome that it, it, they actually date themselves. I, yeah. I like that a lot. And um, well, Green Acres came out in like the sixties, so it's yeah. But I mean, they're watching reruns of it. I mean, I used to do that, so yeah. Um, well, yeah, yeah. So I mean, this is even before Nick at Night. He ends up though going and with, also ladies out there. Uh, there's still Nick at night. You just gotta, you, you gotta call me. <laughs> oh, that's what you should call your house. No, that's the boneyard. No, that's your room. No, it's the boneyard. Your room is the boneyard. Nobody's safe. Okay. Um. Anyway, even though Green Acres is on, he does end up. You're you're, you're safe in the boneyard, the room. But uh, as far as when you come on my premises, uh, Nick, you're and, not it's safe. Nick at night. And you're not. Yeah. No, it's really violent in the front yard. But uh, afterwards, it's when, Nick. Once you get in, if you can get in, it's pretty cool. It's like Snick. It's Satanic Nick. Oh no, I don't like Satan. I don't like God either. Well, <laughs> it's I, I, sadistic I, Nick. No, 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 no. Here's here's there's three things. So I don't like God because God only takes uh, people who do good, and I hate deadly do rights. Uh, Satan though. only takes people who do bad, that's and you not... know that's fucking terrible. And uh, but uh, the will... one the one that I like is uh, death because death accepts everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it accepts us all. Okay, so in the next scene, uh, Jeff because Jeff has. Back to the boneyard. Earlier, Jeff had said he had to go to work, right? So, um, he his job is that he's a teacher assistant for the professor. So he walks in late, and he's like, "It's because it was sorry, I was with my girlfriend because she's trying to explain, like you know, I all was these in the murders. boneyard." And the professor is like, "Well, I thought you broke up." And then he the goes, "Professor, short cigar." Then he goes, "She walks in beauty like the night." <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat of a poet. A, a little like, rimbo, a little Verlaine. Out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Anyways, uh, no, no, no. Waxing uh, eloquent uh, 
philosophical. And then and then he's just like, okay, well, Poetically. you need to grade these exams. Bye. And, and then he acts creepy. So that's the end of that scene. So then we see Jeff and Lisa. They're, they're at the sorority house. And their plan is uh, with Mark. And their plan is to bait Ernie with Lisa into coming after her. So she, like, wins, she goes and looks for him in the basement. And she's like asking for uh she finds he comes up behind her in the basement and she's like well i need help with the heat um in my room it's it's making it so i can't even wear clothes in there <laughs> something like that and he's like okay well i'll come fix it in 10 minutes right, let me come down let me, let me just enter the room and cool things down a bit yeah with my own presence so at the same time cass is telling her cat that she's going to run and then so we cut back to lisa and she's in her room waiting on ernie the door opens with him and, and he's like standing in the doorway hilariously What's like short for it nothing arnold i think it's just ernie no no there's got to be a name so i think it's just ernie is it i think so no what is it is it arnold i don't think ever. or like ernimus i don't know come on ernimus maximus Figure it out. Okay, I'll try. No, no, seriously. uh, Look up what uh, Ernie is supposed to be short for. (laughs) Is it Ernie? What is Ernie? Is Arnold a name? I've got to know. Okay. It says Arnold. Ernest. 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 <laughs> Ernest. <laughs> well, hey. Yeah. Arnold is also in there, but I think Ernest is you probably. You know what I mean, Vern? Yeah. Sorry. Yes. What's Vern short for? All right. Vernold. Go on. Vernold. Go on. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so Lisa's waiting on Ernie. He opens the door, and he's, like, standing in the doorway kind of, like, hilariously. He kind of looks like he's trying to be sexy, but he's not. Um, he's the most unsexy Estevez I've ever seen. And so he's like, where's the thermostat? Like, he wouldn't know it's his own house. Anyway, whatever. Um, and he lives in the basement. Uh, yeah, I feel like he lived in the attic. That, I think that, he I mean, lived, like, across the hallway from these chicks. <laughs> probably. <laughs> he was just like, was he a sorority member? <laughs> I, it was... It was well, it was his aunt's house. He tried house. out for the frat, and they were just like, no, Ernie. It was his aunt's house, and he inherited it from her, so maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I would turn it into a sorority house, too. That's a smart move. Well, I, I bet think he had she, some I good know, years. I think that she had, <laughs> I think it was a sorority house from her days. That's why he says he inherited the girls. I, I, um, I would imagine the the first year, girls were pretty rocking. So he, uh, he walks over to the thermostat, and it's like, obviously just been turned up or something, so he's like, this. he knows this is a trick and so he said he goes he, he to, teaches sorority girls how to use a thermostat yeah he goes to leave the room and jeff falls into the room with a fire poker yeah yeah, yeah. and so ernie just leaves he's like fuck this no they were gonna kill him yeah and he, he was cool with it and he's like bye and mark has to leave because he um he so he won't miss petticoat junction Oh, yeah. 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 Another uh, show drop, uh, Dating Itself. Uh, yeah. yeah. Petticoat Junction. A sequel to, I mean, not a sequel, a spinoff of Green Acres. Um, so then uh, it cuts to Cass, who's gone on that run. She's grabbed by the ponytail and put into, like, the, this weird tank of some sort. And I, we, we couldn't tell what it was. And, but she's tied up by her throat and her legs. And there's water in there, but it's also, like, there's electricity in there. So I don't really know what it is. And then... The gloves turn the electricity on and she's electrocuted. Don't really know how any of that happened, but... 
she got an iron lung uh, full of electricity. Yeah. So the next thing, the police are asking, they're at the sortie house, and they're asking if anyone saw anything strange. Is it the same uh, yeah. uh, the same FBI dude that let one dude yes. run away? Yes. Great cops. So Brad shows up. Jeff isn't there. And Brad shows up and he says, I have information. And he says that he saw Brad. Uh, Brad says, didn't just run away with that information. <laughs> but Brad says he saw Jeff leave the house the night Stephanie was killed. Brad says that Stephanie kicked him out because he couldn't get it up. Well, we know that actually he turned her down. But well, he was it, just saying that. To Lisa. If she said that, 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 that Brad couldn't get it up, and that's why he left, maybe there were a couple other guys that were going in there and maybe could get it up. Well, he was saying that I to Lisa know. because he wants Lisa back. Um, well, yeah. Maybe, so, maybe, maybe that girl, uh, what, what was her name? Steph? Stephanie. Steph. Uh, yeah, maybe that girl just need. maybe she's a size queen. Yeah. I mean, maybe. maybe. she needed a little something more but than no, what Brad no, he, could he offer. He definitely, Jeff definitely turned her down because she was throwing herself oh, at him. Oh, Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. 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 So, okay. the police officer asks where Jeff is and then it cuts to Brad who finds Jeff and asks he goes he, he goes why did you do it but he's not talking about the murders he's talking about Lisa um, because apparently Lisa's the only person that Brad has ever cared for, the only woman. And Jeff wants to clear it up because they're friends. So now we found out this is the, the really that these, you know, they were good friends at one point. And two people that dated? No, Brad and Jeff. Oh. And, oh, um, oh, yeah. Punk, punk dude. Yeah. Brad's the punk dude, right? Yes. And so he's like, he wants to, Jeff wants to clear it up because they're friends. And Brad tells Jeff that he told the police and Lisa that he saw Jeff leaving Stephanie the night she was murdered and that he should leave like he should get out of town Uh, Um, yeah yeah yeah. and now we cut to Karen who's getting undressed and Ernie's watching and then the lights go out that's the end of that Jeff shows shows up at Mark's aka what Nick calls calls him Moose the guy who likes to watch kids cartoons Green Acres and Petco Junction Moose so he shows up at Mark's, and the police have already been there, Mark says. And Je- Jeff is like, I can't prove that I didn't do it, so I can't turn myself in. Like, I can't go talk to them yet. I, I have to keep hiding because I, I have no proof that it wasn't me. And then it cuts to Jeff and Lisa talking, and Lisa's like, how could you do that to me? Like, she didn't already know he had fucked Stephanie because this has been a conversation they've had twice. But... Anyway, Jeff can't convince her that he didn't fuck Stephanie because he did, he didn't. But Brad, yeah, you know Jeff Jeff has such a bad time because he is uh, such a hard uh, shitty actor that yeah. uh, it's like man, I, I wouldn't believe anything he says. Man, I've been fired for not coming on, uh, not coming in on my day off, and I've also been uh, like broken up with for shit I didn't do. Like Jeff's got it good. Yeah. Well, fucking uh, this. The acting, only reason this people acting, don't believe when he said wooden, it, it ain't wooden man. This this is particle board. Yeah, this is the only reason people don't believe him is because he like speaks as if he's not a human being. Like it's it, no, I mean, he's a replicant. He's skin yeah. job. Um, but even I, see, I would even say he's lower than that. Like he can't even act like a replicant. Anyway, um, so. Um, uh, okay, so he can't convince Lisa that he didn't fuck Stephanie. And she's like, well, Brad said um, Stephanie, whatever. So he says he didn't do anything with her. And he didn't kill anyone. And he can't turn himself in right, right now, specifically, because he can't prove that he's innocent. 
And then we cut to the professor in the lab being weird and putting stuff in his own drink. So he's like drugging himself. Well, it's it's led it leads you to believe he might be putting something in somebody else's drink, but he's doing weird shit, and he's also got a chemistry set next to him. Yeah, next to his actual well, it, like uh, he's drinking. No, he's drinking it, so it's it his own drink. It's fucking weird. I don't know what it is, and it never really like for the most part. Like, does it come? Yeah, it's the whole reason they. Oh, yeah. okay. But um, okay. so then I'm 100 like, or I mean, I don't know this for a fact. But I'm like 99% sure this next scene was put into the movie because this, at the okay, end. Okay, so the scene where he's putting the stuff into the drink, uh, Jeff comes in. No, not that scene. This is just him by himself. Yeah, but then right after that, Jeff comes in, right? No. Okay. It cuts okay. It cuts to this scene that I'm pretty sure was put in after the movie was finished because either they needed, well, A, they probably needed to fill some time because the movie was, after, with this, is only like a, an hour and 28 minutes. So they needed to fill time, add another murder, and add some tits. So, because this girl has n- not been in the movie at all. And so, anyway. Uh, they uh, they definitely uh, stro- uh, they strolled away from the tits in the beginning, and then they they saved it for last. And, yeah. Uh, well, there was also in when this in the scene with the police um, early, like not that long ago, when Brad came in with the info and he's talking to the sorority girls. There's a there's a black girl all of a sudden in the sorority that you never see again either. So anyway, um, well, that's how sororities go. Um, what? That's how sororities go. Yeah. You see a black chick and then you never see her again. Yeah, they're like, go to, yeah, we're racist. Um, they are. I mean, I'm, I know. That's why black, they had to start their sororities. That's why I was a member of sorority. That's why you weren't a member. That's, that's the reason. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get into a frat. Uh, I, I never went to college. I just tried for a sorority, and uh, one of them uh, accepted me. They were like, me. you and, have a dick? Well, no, they were cool. They weren't. They, it wasn't about the dick. It was about me being white. It's oh. really weird. Hmm. Yeah. They're, okay. they're, they're very racist. I can vouch. So They uh, get good delivery. I just thought it was a weird thing to put in there, and I thought it was super... I, I, I found it to be a little bit racist. Like, okay, we have to have a black girl in a scene like and then never show her again but anyway um that's a sorority for you so i don't i mean i just think it was racist uh, sorry uh kept beta five sisters i think it was I racist apologize. on the part of the movie producers but uh, you know whatever anyway so okay after the professor put the stuff in his own drink we cut to this random girl who's also in the sorority but she's not been in the movie at all she's skateboarding and she runs into the killer. Now, everyone else has kind of acted like when they saw this guy that they knew who he was. She doesn't. She throws the skateboard at the killer. Has this chick been in the movie before? No. No, not at all. She was added in later. I'm per- That's why I said I think that she was an afterthought after they finished the movie. I'm and they cool put with it her in. skateboarding. I think that's awesome. So she throws the skateboard at the killer. Or who we think is the killer, and runs into the sorority house. And leaves her only weapon. Her only weapon, which was a skateboard. Yeah. Throws it. Which so, a skateboard can fuck someone up. So the killer comes into the house, chases her into the house, and finds her. And then he grabs her, and he throws her out the window. Uh, but not until... Because she has a really short shirt on. So when he, like, picks... So when he's, like, grabbing her, oh, he's, like, God. grabbing her by the throat. Her more, more shirt comes up, and... It's 
her her boobs are very weird because like um she There's doesn't nothing look like, wrong with her boobs. She doesn't look like she has nipples though. She has very like they're the same color as her boobs. Anyway, no 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 no. Her boobs are fucking great. Ex- well, they're except fake, but they're fake. Yeah, like they're definitely fake. They they don't belong on her body. Well, they're fake. They're implants. You could tell. Did they spend uh, money for the budget uh, to make a, a fake chest? No, no. Then I mean, like, she, like this woman. Then had, they're real, Emily. I'm saying this woman had well, implants. Okay, so in, the, in, in this scene, uh, for some reason, the killer lifts up the girl's shirt and but the drags shirt, her off. The shirt is already like just right below her boobs, so it wouldn't take much for it to come yeah, up yeah. over her tits. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so it shows but her also, tits. Also, she wasn't. Uh, the thing I don't get about this scene is she could have like beat some dude uh, <laughs> with a skateboard. But she just throws it at yeah, him. Yeah, she, well, she doesn't, does she? Does yeah, she, she, throw, it she throws it at him and then she runs away like, out, but outside. does she run into somebody's she house? She runs into her own sorority house. She's a, she's a member of the sorority, but she, you've never seen her before. Oh. Yeah. So, um... Then after that, it cuts to Mark, who's watching cartoons, and Jeff's annoyed with it. Moose. And he's, like, just shoving shit in his mouth. I don't know what it is. Yeah, moose. Um, then we cut to Karen, and she's looking for Professor, the professor, who his name is Professor Caldwell. And Hell yeah. Then she ends up being tied up on a table, and we see the killer putting... At first, we all thought it was, like, whipped cream or shaving cream all over her, but really it was... Um, what he was putting on her was plaster of Paris and um so it, like concrete stuff so she was so she gets, ends, ends up being suffocated by the concrete that he puts on her face so um what a fucking nightmare yeah that's a pretty like hardcore kill but um so after that Brad and Jeff are talking and they have they know that, that the police had found Karen and Brad wants Jeff to go to the police because because he yeah. had also found a stalking of Stephanie's somewhere around Jeff. I don't know. And then instead of going to the police, Brad's gang of punks is there. So he has this gang of oh, punks. Oh, yeah, yeah. That weird gang of punk rock. No. Cut. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so anyway, it cuts to Lisa tearing up the origami. And then it cuts back to Jeff running from the punks and hiding in the professor's office. And then Brad all of a sudden is there. So Jeff wants Brad to call the punks off because he didn't do anything. And Jeff jumps at Brad and Brad is knocked unconscious very quickly. And the, um, he notices after all of this, the lab is really, really messy. Like uh, there's vials or whatever liquids that are just you know cracked everywhere yeah, yeah. whatever like, like the boneyard and then he finds a note that the doctor had written or like something some stuff that the professor had written just like the boneyard and at first it's like the, uh, saying that they have the doc the doctors have found an illness in the professor and they say it's terminal that's all we get from that part so it'll go we'll go back to that but it cuts back to ernie with the trash and um taking the trash out again <laughs> Yeah. And professor shows up and he keeps on saying, isn't this Ferrari? But I couldn't really tell what he was saying. 
Um, the professor. I, I, I think he was pretty much saying, "Isn't this shit Ferrari?" I, yeah, I that's know. like a, he was trying to do like a new kid quote. Well, he was like hallucinate. He's hallucinating. He's acting real weird. He's hallucinating that he's a member of the Estevez Sheen family. Yeah, or that he's in like Fast and the Furious. Anyway, <laughs> professor, the professor hits Ernie and knocks him out. And then we cut back to Jeff, who's reading more about the professor, and it's more of what the professor had written down, that he thinks he found a cure for this terminal disease that he has. So then we cut back to Lisa. She's in the kitchen, and the professor walks in. Cuts back to Jeff reading the professor's notes about um, how he's doing trials of different drugs, but he doesn't remember what what he's done while he's on the drugs, and he's scared about it. So... Jeff begins to realize that the professor is the killer because he finds the bucket of plaster. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've got to tell Lisa. And Brad walks. Everybody's got but to at tell this Lisa. point, Brad, who is not unconscious anymore, he walks in with a gun. And Jeff is like holding this diary or whatever of the professor. Nothing more punk rock than having a mullet and a gun. Yeah. And Jeff is like trying to explain that it's the professor. But then Brad and Jeff fight. And Jeff is able to finally grab the gun. And then it cuts back to the professor and Lisa. Lisa's making tea and she's like acting pretty nervous. And she's like, I just haven't been able to sleep and I'm really nervous and whatever. And then she goes, Professor, you don't look so good. And he goes, we all have to die sometime. (laughs) And then he puts on his gloves. So those are the gloves from all the murders. And Lisa runs. The gloves from Happy Days. You guys remember. So then Jeff is running to Lisa, but the punk gang attacks. Then Mark, a.k.a. Moose, who his name is not Moose in the movie. Nick just calls him that. Moose. He shows up in his own superhero costume. Yes. Captain Marvelous. And he runs in and he kind of he kind of like takes the heat so Jeff can get away. So he let basically lets these punks beat him up so Jeff can run away. He totally does. He totally takes even though he does. That's a real superhero move. And really, he knows nothing about like Jeff hasn't told him anything about what he's found out about the professor. So like no no no. That's a real friend. Yeah, he just does it. No, that's an absolute friend. Uh, He gets his ass clobbered. Yeah, and then we cut to uh, the professor and he's chasing Lisa and when I what I'll say chase he walks around he's walking very slowly around like the basement and she's hiding and then she gets up and she runs the other way what, she just should have stayed hidden isn't, um, isn't she hiding behind things that are, are not to be hidden behind like uh, you know the side of a whenever you go up a stair or whatever like you know the little like uh, pickets yeah <laughs> What do you call them? Uh, I don't know. Not uh, not balustrades, because that would be the flat. Uh, but uh, no, no, no. She's hiding in all places that uh, just, yeah, there's no reason to hide there, because that's not... Well, or, know, or she's just going to stay... No well, she, she could have stayed hidden, and he didn't, because he, he walks by her and doesn't see her. Or so. she should have turned in her report. I know. So, um, Jeff, uh, Jeff finally gets to the house and he finds Ernie on the ground and Ernie says he wakes up enough to say he's in there talking about the professor, but then he like passes out again. So now Jeff's inside with the gun. Um, but, and then I wrote again, the professor is the slowest walker of all time. The professor has Lisa with a knife. 
And it says something like Lawson can help. I don't know who Lawson is. Um, that's what Jeff says, though. Jeff says Lawson can help. And at this point, I guess the professor is distracted. And so Lisa gets away. And Jeff shoots the professor. And, of course, you know, they think it's over. So they just <gasps> turn around and sit very near the dead, the quote-unquote yeah, yeah. dead body. Yeah, of course. But, of course, the professor comes back. But then, dun, 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 Ernie, a.k.a. Joe Estevez, comes in and shoots the professor. He was always there for us. He was always there for you, and he will always be there for you. And he is responsible for you, and I guess he doesn't care No, no, anymore. no. Is his name Joe? Yeah. Joe. Joe Estevez. He will be there breathing on your neck whenever you're sleeping. Don't worry about it. So, um... He's got you. We have, uh... After they all walk out, we see the professor move a little bit, and then that's the end of the movie so quickly going through the body count we have stephanie that strangled with a stalking the first death then we have carol she has her throat cut with a record lp and then we have the the only woman i couldn't figure out her name uh i think the mother of the house she's drowned in the bathtub there's only one woman in the world i can't figure out her name And then, uh, I can't remember who this is, um, but the one that's electrocuted. Oh, that's Cass. Cass is electrocuted. And then, oh, that other girl that's just in the movie for five seconds. She's, you don't know her name. She's thrown through the window. She does actually have a name because she's in some movies. I'll talk about her in a minute. But then. Uh, Just throw it through the window. But then we have. Throw throw away and get a new one. The sixth death is um, Karen, who's smothered in plaster. And then the seventh death, or is it, is the professor. So we don't know if he's alive or dead. So there's really not any trivia on this movie, except for the fact that it is Roxanne Kernahan's debut and Skylar Nicholas. Okay. I looked up like, why might this be important? Why might these two women be important? Um, at all. And so I looked at their... Um, Did you look up why anybody should ever be named Skylar? Well, um, so I looked up, like, why why is this important at all? So I looked up their, um, the movies they'd done. Okay. And so for Skylar, this was her Ooh. debut and her first nude scene. Um, <laughs> well, no, wait a minute. Maybe some people should be named Skylar. Yeah. It was filmed. Now, it was filmed before Cannibal Hookers that she was Ah. in, but it came out after. Her other um, filmography is one episode of Matlock, Campus Hustle, Femalian, Total Force, Dance of Desire, one episode of some show called Compromising Situations, Click, and she was in, the only movie that I did know is this one. It was the remake of Lolita. Lolita 2000, but I don't I don't know what character she played. The remake of uh, the Kubrick movie? Yeah. Do you have her number? It's a lot more uh, that... I take back everything uh, I said about a girl named Skylar. Or that girl named Skylar. I don't care about the rest of you. (laughs) She was in Lolita. Yeah, but I bet she's like like 43 now. Okay, so you're ready. Uh, well, what's her name? Skylar Nicholas. Skylar Nicholas. My name is Nicholas. Uh, that's the first one. Uh, hey, what's up? If you're out there, if you listen, 
I like, uh, no, I'm not going to go on with the Lolita thing. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Um, I do. I will tell you that the remake is a lot more graphic. A lot more graphic. Yeah, I still need to watch that Maniac remake before I get primed for the Lolita. Um, okay, so then trivia bits. the other girl that's um, in the trivia that it was her debut was Roxanne Kernahan. And so I, she actually has an IMDb page. So I, um, I looked that up to see if I could find anything that was like semi-important at all. Okay, so she's a Canadian actress, or was? I'm sorry, she's dead. She's best. She was only um. Wait, hold on. She's dead. She was only 33 when she died. So she was a Canadian actress and best known for her role in the 1988 sequel Critters to the Main. Oh hell yeah. Um. So that's a big one. So. Um, okay, so she began her career in Fatal Pulse. She appeared in several other films, including Roger Corman remake, Not of This Earth, the post-apocalyptic action film She-Wolves of the Wasteland, okay. and the film she's best known for is Critters 2. Hell yeah. She plays Lee, the bounty hunter. The same year so she... Is she one of oh, the cosmic bounty hunters? I guess so, but this is this is what I thought was interesting, not that. she The same year she appeared in the documentary The Decline of the Western Civilization Part 2, the metal Whoa, years. the metal years. Yeah. yeah, dude. So I don't know who, I don't know in what part she's in. Oh, shit. But I gotta I, rewatch that. But Fuck I, yeah. But I think this girl is the girl that gets thrown out the window. Yeah. So I, it'll be hard to look for. Dude, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna rewatch uh, De- uh, Decline of Western Civilization, the metal years. No, it's, it's so good. I mean, it's always worth it. Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite of the three. I like the third one too I but like it's them all. the third one's really depressing but um in on 1989 she appeared in the action film Tango and Cash and the Playboy Yeah yeah with Kurt Russell and uh, Sylvester okay, Stallone Yeah yeah and the Playboy documentary Playboy Sexy Lingerie mm-hmm. in 1990 she starred in Angel 3 the final chapter and her final film came in 1991 when she played herself in the direct to video film Scream Queen Hot Tub Party in 1993 she died of injuries following a car accident shit well, that so, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Not so fun facts. So what is, uh, what do you rate this out of, um, five? I, I rate a three, uh, a two, 2.5, a, 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 a genuine 50%, uh, half. Yeah. I give it 2.75. I, I like this movie. I really did. I'm surprised, but, um, no, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I thought that I was... We watched another movie at the same time. I thought I was going to give it a better... I did give it a better rating, but not no, for No, I, I genuinely enjoyed this one. I would give it a 2.75 to a 3. Like, it's... Because it's just ridiculous, so... I yeah. give it a uh, two and a half thumbs up. I say... Um, so, I say gag... Say gagged on some stockings... Uh, no, uh, we we got shirts. Well, you have to say stay gagged on stay yeah. gagged on a record. Stay gagged on shirts. Stay gagged on um, plaster of Paris or concrete or whatever. Stay gagged on tote bags. Okay. Stay gagged on stuff from the movie. Stay gagged on, on, on uh, really bad haircuts. Yeah. 
and then stay gagged on all of our social media Instagram TikTok Gag Me Wait, With the Knife podcast the girl that died? Roxanne Kernahan. Stay gagged on Roxanne Kernahan. I don't know if you'd want to now, but um, stay gagged Easy on all. Stay gagged on all of our social media: Instagram, TikTok, Gag Me with a Knife Podcast, as well as our website, Gag Me with a Knife where you can buy our merch and find different ways to listen to our podcast. But I assume you've already done that since you're listening right now. So we'll see you next time. Holla.
never part.